0: Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. Hopefully everybody out there is doing good and I'm able to take your mind off of it for just a little bit with all the chaos going on. This one here comes, uh, well basically, I just heard a lot of stuff about the movie. For one, somebody in a Twin Peaks forum uh, recommended it. And another, I saw that the website bloodydisgusting.com recommended this one, and it's not even really a horror film. Has some horror elements, has some sci-fi elements, and it's straight up heavy on the drama. This one here is 2019's Vivarium. Directed by Irish director Lorcan Finnegan, Vivarium tells the story of Tom, played by Jesse Eisenberg, and Gemma, played by Imogen Poots, who are looking for the perfect home And the home that they found wasn't necessarily the home that they wanted. And it was shown to them by a very strange and creepy realtor. And, well, they wind up getting trapped there. And not only that, all of the houses look exactly the same. So it's impossible for them to find their way out of the labyrinth of homes since they all look the same. So I'm intentionally going to be vague on some things here, and that is specifically because I think this is a film that you should experience yourself and see if it's your cup of tea or not. From what I read on Internet Movie Database and based off of its recommendation rating at a 5.9 out of 10, I would say it's not everyone's cup of tea. But if you enjoy some kind of strange cinema with something to say, maybe with a little bit of a cynical type of vibe to it, then I definitely recommend checking this one out. But before I get too far on the recommendation, I think we should talk about the movie a little bit. Remember when I said that it had some pretty good recommendations from people? And, well, I think that that's what inspired me to see the movie because I went and checked out the trailer, and then the trailer was... Something I was definitely interested in. It looked like it had a definite Twilight Zone type of vibe to it. And as the movie went on, it went from a Twilight Zone-esque feeling movie to almost something akin from David Lynch. And that's especially apparent within the last, like, I don't know, 15 minutes or so. And even with the way the characters are normal but not normal at the same time, That definitely fits into David Lynch's wheelhouse. But as much as this one doesn't really give us answers as far as what exactly happens, you do get your answers. They may not be the satisfying ones that you wanted, but it's also a movie that begs to be talked about. There's a lot of different themes going on in this movie, and I would say the cynical nature of the way that this approaches it kind of fits in line with the original Twilight Zone series itself as we have a movie here that has that very cynical edge and it's a look at suburbia hell in some ways this poking fun of the suburbs and how all the houses look the same it's almost similar to what Tim Burton did in Edward Scissorhands however I think it's a little bit more on the nose here. The Edward Scissorhands, Tim Burton look at suburban life was almost a tongue-in-cheek, very, I don't know, ha-ha, pointing a finger at it. And this one here, it takes it to some darker places that you as the viewer may not want to go based off of its cynical nature. The fact that Tom and Gemma are actually trapped in this suburban hell is basically a allegory for somebody that would be trapped in a mortgage or trapped into a house that they don't wanna necessarily be into. And things are complicated too later on in the movie, probably about, I don't know, 40 minutes in, when a box arrives with a baby that says raise a child and be released. So now, not only are they in a home that they don't necessarily wanna be in, they're actually going and having to raise a child this alien child and I said that it was an alien it's never proven that the child is an alien or anything like that but the child grows fast and I think that every day that they're in there maybe another year passes in their natural lives whereas maybe it shows how short life can be if you're caring for another child or something of that nature that Well, after the child is raised, what life do you have left? And the movie, again, does it with a very snide way of presenting itself. And I kind of like the way it did that. I mean, granted, life is not as miserable as what this movie made it out to be. However, both of them are being forced into something that they don't want to necessarily be into. And I would imagine that it happens more often than we think in life as far as people that just get caught up with everything and then all of a sudden the fun is gone. While this doesn't really apply to me or anybody that I know exactly, I can still imagine that this does happen and it's interesting with the way the movie presents itself. With all the weirdness that this movie has going for it, it also has some really good drama. I'm not a huge fan of Jesse Eisenberg, he just happens to be in a few movies that I actually enjoy, such as Zombieland and such. But with this here, it allows him to have some dramatic elements that I haven't seen in some of his other films, even dramas like The Social Network. There's some definite emotional and dramatic scenes, and that's what makes the movie great, is that the movie hinges on both Eisenberg and Poot's performances here. Adding another element to Eisenberg's performance is the fact that he's a husband that feels like he's not the one wearing the pants in the relationship, and it seems to hurt him when she wants to help dig a hole in the movie in an attempt to escape, but instead he wants to do it himself because he feels like it's something that he can actually do and it's something he's good at because he's a gardener and going back to Image and Poot's character of Gemma, she actually has some good dramatic parts too such as the being forced into a motherly role when she doesn't necessarily want to be in that role but she does eventually become a mother to this mysterious baby and there's even a very telling scene in the movie when she is laying there with, uh, with him and she turns and the bars of the bed are there and it looks like she's in a prison herself. While she's taking care of the child, Tom is actually feeling more and more distant from her and that the child is taking her away from him. And again, that's something I know that people can feel when they have a child is that they're no longer getting the attention that they once had. And then it all leads up to a pretty awesome climax that is equally weird. Uh, It's heartbreaking and also it's something that I'm not going to forget anytime soon. I'm not exactly going to get into how the movie ends because I think it's a movie that would best be experienced by you, the viewer, as opposed to experience through me, a podcaster. One other thing I do want to comment on is that this is the first film that I've seen from director Lorcan Finnegan. And I really like the choices that he made from a style perspective. For one, the movie is never boring. For another, the movie has a very abstract and surreal type of look and feel to it. It definitely tells a story and throughout all the weirdness, We go from laughing at the weirdness to being in those horrifying moments at the end and those dramatic moments. And it's neat how it went from being lighthearted to very dark by the end of the film. And I actually liked the way that it told the story. Again, it did it in a very cynical look at life. However, well, I was entertained the whole way through. So if you're looking for something different, I definitely recommend checking this one out. And with that, I think I'm going to close out this episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at adam__analyzes. And you can also catch up on past episodes at adamanalyzes.com. If you're not a fan of doing the whole social media thing, you can drop me an email at Adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. And also, this is just one part of the WTF block here at Inner Honest Opinion. Inner Honest Opinion comes out every Thursday. My show comes out on Friday, as you know. And also, Marvin's Buddy Talks comes out on Wednesdays. So, if you need something to get you through the tough times, hopefully we can provide a little bit of entertainment and possibly some laughs along the way for you guys. And also, if you would please leave a review at the podcast listening platform of your choosing, I would greatly appreciate it because you do know I love those digital hugs. But with that said, good night.